Hello and welcome to the Manic Film Club, the film review show where we say things like the main characters from this week's film come from all across the globe. France, Italy, America and the Middle East are just a few of the locations. But surprise, surprise, the villain is still a rich British man. My name is Liam and sitting opposite me through the powers of the internet, he has meat in hand. No, not like that. It's Tobias. (laughs) Slices of beef. There he does. Yeah, he justify. He handles the beef like no other. True story. That I've met. <laughs> <laughs> oh, true story. Yeah. I'm not going to ask how you are. No, don't. Um, but you got some meat, so that's good. Yeah, it's I'm always happy a with positive. It's yeah. a positive. So, Tobias, we watched yeah. a film. You did. Should I tell people what it was? Oh, I'd be delighted. This week on the Manic Film Club, oh, I'm we watched. What did you say? I said, oh, I'm thrilled. I'm on the edge of the <laughs> The Old Guard. Four undying warriors who secretly protected humanity for centuries become targeted for their mysterious powers just as they discover a new immortal. Starring Charlie Theron, directed by Gina Prince-Bythewood. Yeah, that's the thing that we did to go and watch. And by go, I mean I sat at home and watched it last night all on my own. Me too. Oh. We were watching it at the same time, but you were a bit ahead. Yeah, it was like we, we, it was like a, a spirit date. We basically spirit. watched it together, and when I watch films with you, I'm probably slightly behind understanding what's happening anyway. So we just reversed the role for once. Yeah, you, you were about half an hour ish. Yeah, yeah. So we watched a film about killable, unkillable people. Yeah, we did. Um, it had Charlie's there on in it. It it did. It did. It was always nice to see a bit of Shillies. Yeah, I'm gonna say it felt like they wanted her to be like Sarah Connor or from the like Terminator Unstoppable. Films. Yeah, there was a feel to the film like it wanted to take you back to certain films, not from the 80s, it wasn't like an 80s style, mm. but it had a feel of like almost not a Mad Max thing, but also not a Terminator thing. Yeah, it I was just like, agree. but. Without anything for me to really get excited about. I fully get that. This, If anything, what you've just said is perfect because it didn't really know what it wanted to be. No. It kind of... It's been like praised for its action sequences from the things I've read. And I can see some of them are quite like... There's, there's a fight in a plane between the two female leads. Yeah, That's quite yeah. a good fight scene. And like the earlier fight scene where you first really visually discover that they're immortal. Yeah. It's quite a, quite a good scene. Quite but, a good um, hook. Yeah. Because I will say, up, into, up to that point, it was quite run-of-the-mill. Like, oh, okay, this is... I know that they're immortal going into the film. But if yeah. I hadn't had that, it would have felt like a standard military film. Yeah. Like some mercenaries take on a contract. That's what it felt like. <clears throat> yeah. So then when they obviously they all get shot and then wake up again, um, it's quite interesting. Now, the thing that confused me was there was no need for something they did. And that was they opened the film by showing her dead on the floor. Yeah. Which they then, normally, that'd be like the end of the film. It'd be like, this is the last shot of the character. Like, obviously, when we watched... Um, that thing with uh, Chris Hemsworth, you see him kind yeah. of shot against the bus, which is the end yeah, of the yeah. film. Then it works towards that point. So it felt a lot like it's going to be like, this is how my story ends. Let's work towards that. But actually what they did was show that. And then about 10 minutes later, show you that. Now I 
see i'm gonna work something in there because i've written screenplays and i've put them through process yeah and i know that like you said within like the 10 minute you're meant to do certain things within 10 minutes yeah and i get the feeling that that was literally well, uh, join the dots. it was like right we need to have that in it yeah. that's a nice little circuit there to again then push on to the thing um uh, for me I actually don't have that much of a problem with that particular scene. Oh, no, I will say it wasn't a huge issue. It just felt a bit unnecessary starting the film like that to then literally like 10 minutes later show you it. Right. Now, when we do these reviews, the assumption is that our listeners have watched the film. So therefore, we can't spoil it for anyone. You should have have watched it. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go in and go two things. One is from an actor point of view, I think they should have switched Chewettle and Harry because for Harry Melling being like the sciencey big bad, yeah, it were I was not threatened by him. Yeah, but I know it why was... they've done that because what? it's the first of a set of films, oh, right, okay. and the sequel has already been greenlit. Fair, but I would have actually felt more threatened if they'd switched Chewettle, who's yeah. like like a medium bad. To begin with, but you know he's gonna. Yeah, you know there's more to come. Yeah, but for me, and I could be alone in this. You, you might disagree with me on it. I don't think. I think the character's name is Booker. Yeah, he's the one who basically does the dirty on the group. Yeah, really weakly played out. Very weakly played out, and I also called it very early in the film. I just kind of went. I don't really believe your reasoning. I don't get no, the... There was no logic to it. There's no good enough reason to do it. Uh, but I called that he was doing... He was somehow betraying. Yeah. I guess he was working with Trell very early on. Because there's an, a scene early on where he makes a phone call to um, Shalise's character. Right. And you see him leaning against like a wall on the phone to her. Yeah. And I, the way he was talking was odd. And I was... If I was watching it with someone, I'd have gone. He's he's doing something dodgy here. Yeah. Because, but that again, that's just me looking out for stuff. As I yeah. started doing with these films, I look for things before they happen. Now, but the thing uh, is, we do that. We watch so yeah. many films, and we know the tropes. Mm-hmm. We we know certain aspects. So it wasn't a well played trope. It, was, it wasn't. It was unnecessary, but it made perfect sense because when they raided the church they were staying at, and took the other two blokes, mm-hmm. the couple. Yeah. Um, and he didn't get taken. They know he is immortal and cannot die. Why yeah. didn't they take him? Yeah, there's no logic to yeah. it. And it, she should have gone. They what? They, she knows why they're there. Yeah, they yeah. know they're coming to take them because they want to experiment on. Them. They know that's a logical step. So she should have gone. Why didn't they take you? They knew you'd heal. Um, for me, right. So the the science guy, Harry Milling. Bill Nye. Bill Nye. <laughs> wrong science guy. Ah, uh, Bill Nye. It's not even right. my favourite Bill Nye. We already know that his, his point is, well, supposedly, you, if you use their blood, mm. everyone could live longer. That's what he thought, yeah. Yeah, that, but that's the, that's the thing of, like, if we, we can utilise their and experiment on them to get stuff for us. Yeah. So... Booker's kind of reasoning of, oh, well, maybe they'll be able to stop us from being immortal. It's like, where in the picture? Yeah. Also, as they, apart from the new edition, 
Yeah. They, they pointed out he's actually the newest one of the Immortals anyway. It doesn't really... He's, I mean, yes, he's been there since Napoleon. But yeah. compared to the rest of them, that's not very long. He's like a child's immortal compared to the rest of them. So actually, he hasn't had to deal with it. He hasn't gone through as many hardships as the rest right. of them. I tell you what, there's... I'm going to reference one of my favourite films. Ooh. Now, not pleasantly, because <laughs> we all know I love The Matrix. Yeah. And The Matrix is a film where one of the number do the dirty on the rest by dubbing mm-hmm. them in and giving their whereabouts. Uh, and there's even a line, I'm sh- I can't remember who says it in this line, in this film, but someone says, not like this. And that's a line from The Matrix. <laughs> oh, it's... it's um... It's um, Andy. Um, yeah. So she literally says, because he says, you know, she says, why have you, why have you done it? Yeah. It's when the reveal comes and he says, you know, they're trying to figure out how to take our ability and yeah. maybe they'll be able to figure out how to kill us. And then she does. She goes, yeah, but not like this. Yeah. It's very but, forced. It's unnecessary. It, and it's not even believable. The thing is, right. Now, I love the thing when you, you build a set of characters. I love it when one of them does a day. That's yeah. one of my favorite because it's normally they well. become a really cool bad guy. Yeah. And they wasted this. Yeah. It yeah. went nowhere. It wasn't used well. He's been outcast from the group for a hundred years now, but you know he hasn't. He's in the sequel. Yeah, well, the, the we've got the sting scene where he meets the the woman who should who should be there now. <laughs> yeah. Whose actual storyline was pretty cool. Yeah. For being thrown out. And I, I will say, ruined for me. Because I will say I'd never heard of this film. Not no. once. No. So three days ago, I saw a TikTok with the scene where she gets thrown over the edge of the ship in the in the um, Iron Maiden. Uh, Never um, heard of this film before. How has that just appeared in my life? Yeah. Days before I watched the film. That's annoying. That's really annoying. Yeah. Because literally, I, the, the, they, the scene was literally where they lock her in the, the Iron Maiden and then throw her over the edge of the ship. Right. And then I went, oh, this looks really interesting. I wonder what this is. And looked at the comments and they went, oh, this is from the film The Old Guard. And I was like, of course it is. Mm. Of course it is. <laughs> Luckily, you know, though, actually, she's not a major part in it. Oh no, it's enough that I can get past the rest of the film. But the, but the moment they mentioned anything, I was like, well, I know exactly where this is coming from. Yeah. Um, I had a problem with the film in that because, to be fair, it's clo- of some of the films that we have been watching. This mm. is close to the sort of film that I would choose to watch. Yeah. The the the, the selling point is, is yeah, good. but. I kind of didn't care. No, I will say the whole film is very lackluster. Yeah. It doesn't really know what it wants to be. It, considering that these characters can't die, they didn't commit to enough, like, shock gore to really... No. Like, the fight scenes were visually impressive, but there was no nothing interesting from it. The, the nearest you got was watching Brooke's stomach regrow. But if you'd actually seen him jump on that grenade... Yeah, that might have been a. I mean, yeah, the opening scene where they all get killed—that is very graphic. And yeah, well done. But they didn't shot tactic this very well. Um, there's one other major element that actually really bugged me about this film, and it was the fact that these are immortals, but yeah. yet one of the first things you get told is actually at some point they'll just stop being immortal, which instantly tells you one of them is going to. Yeah, actually. and realistically, of course, it's going to be the main one. Yeah, really, because you're yeah. I agree. I, I just think that would have been an interesting thing to maybe bring in once some of them had been, had been captured. One if of they'd my... been captured, it would have been really interesting if one of them had been captured and then didn't heal when they started testing on them. 
yeah. then they, and then it then it was explained but it was the first thing the group explained to the newcomer um yeah actually you can die i was like oh so you've taken you've actually completely taken away your element of of interest here yeah it doesn't know how to structure itself but even that is done badly because then literally the next location they go to Andy starts not healing. It's it's not even given time to mature. N- knowing that they were getting a sequel, because it was pretty much straight away, they I they should have saved that because they didn't even use it in this film that well. They should have done it differently in that it could have been their sting scene. It could have been their sting scene of why are you not why are you still well, bleeding. You need to if you're going to give the audience a bit of information, allow them time to actually forget that information because the ones who remember it. Mm. will be like all clever uh but you know it's kind of like you need i don't know the pacing was wrong for me it's actually it's very odd for me to go normally when i'm watching a tv series which is like 10 episodes long i'm like i wish this was a two-hour film this time I went, actually, this should have been a TV series. It should have been, because you could have slow burnt some of the storylines. The betrayal of Booker might have been a bit more interesting end of, if you'd had time to deal. To, to end of to... season one. End of season yeah. one. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you could have either gone, right, we'll use it as a shock, or we'll take the audience through his process. Followed him with it. Yeah. And give and him an actual right. reason for it. And then you going, oh, this is going to go against the group. We know this, but they yeah. don't. And it's just like, it didn't, for me, it's probably a good job it is getting a sequel because it might redeem itself slightly. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I will say the sequel's got a terrible title. It's it's The Old Guard 2. Um, um, oh, God, I've literally just forgotten. I know. Um, it's in oh, no. Of, it's in front of me. Okay, so it's called Chapter 2, Force Multiplied. I just don't think it's a good title. Should have just left it on Old Guard 2. Yeah. Yeah, you don't always have to have I a, think if you're going that. to give it a subtitle, the subtitle needs to be a bit more meaningful. Older Force, Older Force Multiplied actually feels a bit too... a bit more sci-fi-y. Uh, which is fine if that's the way they go. If yeah. They, I tell you what, if they did a time jump... I mean, that book has been exited for... Exiled. I mean, for like 100, 100 years. years. Right. If we now jump forward 100 years, that's interesting yeah. because we get yeah. to see the future. What Which I actually think then they... force multiplied might make a bit more sense if it is a bit more sci-fi. That would be actually quite more interesting. But mm. what I feel like what it's done is made me want to go back and watch Highlander, which basically mm. had this, but better. And yeah. also they show your main character going through different ages, not physical ages like proper like yeah. uh world war ii and literally show the different what they've lived through because yeah. this one hinted at it this one hinted though you've lived a long time but they showed a couple of flashes didn't they yeah and only when they went to show andy's backstory with the woman who gets thrown into the sea yeah it didn't really again feel... if this was a tv series they could have teased that over an entire episode and yeah. then had her thrown into the sea at the end of it and it would have been really emotional that way, when yeah. she does turn out to be alive at the end, it would have been a bit... That could have been... They could have done the Booker reveal as a mid-season thing, and then yeah. her being alive could have been end of season one, ready for season two, which is basically what they've done with the film. Um, 
the, the problem this film was lackluster in all senses it didn't know what it wanted to be it didn't commit to anything enough no, no, really. and the things it did fully go into just didn't really lead out or lead to anything um i have no issues with any of the characters massively and i actually think the what the two characters to watch are actually the couple because that because they've got an emotional bond they're not just doing stuff for the fun of it yeah 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 um, there's literally the whole thing of when they're in, when they're being held in the van, and the guard goes, "Oh, well, who's this? Is this your boyfriend?" And he, and one of them that's... has that big spiel about, "He's not my boyfriend. We've been together actually... for so long that he's my everything." It was actually quite powerful. That was one of yeah. the things which made me pay attention. Yeah, they were really well done characters, and I, I like the fact that later on, the, the head of the guard, air, not the guard, the head of like the security, yeah. shoots one of them in the mouth, and obviously he heals. Yeah. For... Nice, Bob. Stop being an idiot. I'm not even gonna use proper grammar on you. It's wasted. <laughs> He's taken to sleeping on the toy box, and that's not practical because there are toys in the box. <laughs> it's a toy box. <laughs> um, but he, he shoots one of them in the mouth, and obviously you know he's going to heal, but it did feel a bit of a shock at the mo- at that time. So when the other guy ends up killing the head of security, and he's like, "You shot Nikki in the mouth. You shouldn't have done that." It was like, "Oh, all right, calm it." Oh. <laughs> Yeah, it was one of the only moments of the film that actually did give me a bit of a chill. Was the speech? Yeah, it did. It was the only real bit of passion in the film. Yeah, it, yeah, really. The whole yeah. film needed that. It because actually, um, premise-wise, it, it, potential is there. Yeah, I just think it would have made a better TV series. Yeah, and it needed it I'm needed g- chance to be a slow burn. My issue with Charlie Theron is she's an award-winning actress. Yeah. But she suffered in the same way as I think Jennifer Lawrence suffered in the X-Men films. They're good actresses when they're in roles that demand it. Yeah, this wasn't a high acting role for her. Actually, anyone could have played that. Yeah. Out of all the characters, actually, it was the one role that could just be a bit of a bruiser, really. Just bolt their way through. I mean, her her cool axe was awesome. I like the cool axe. Yeah. Is that why you were watching it, though? No, also, I will say, fa- favorite moment was actually jumping out of the building and crashing into the car. Thought that's pretty that cool. Was, yeah, no, that, that was, was cool. But I saw it again. Saw it coming. They looked yeah. down at the car and I went, "Someone's falling onto that car." Yeah. I actually thought because they thought he was going, the 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 villain was going down in the elevator, as yeah. they uh, as they said, because they were an American character, even though yeah. it was in Britain at that point. So they looked out, and I thought what they would do is one of the immortals would jump out of it, fall onto the car heal and then meet him at the bottom of the elevator right but then it turns out he hadn't gone down the lift he was waiting for him up top anyway and then you know the little fight happened and then he he went out that was that was all right i like that moment Um, uh to be honest the plummet to the car the empowered speech about love uh that's that's and i guess the the fight on the airplane well, that leads me to another moment there was one moment that i i did i did like but then they ruined it later on it was in it was in that same bit. The whole point is um, the new character, who I think his name was Niall. Uh, um, I think the character's yeah. name was Niall, wasn't it? Hang on, uh, I've, I've got it in front of me when I have it in front of me. Somewhere. Uh, uh, Niall, yeah. Kiki Lane, yeah. Yeah. Lane plays Niall Freeman, the former US Marine. Yeah. Um, when they first get on the, the plane, she holds a gun to the pilot's head and then... What's the name? Uh, Shalice Theron's character sh- shoots the pilot and yeah. the plane starts to plummet and they have a little fight. And then it turns out that she basically told the, him to play dead yeah, in, yeah. in Russian. And I liked that. I thought that's that was clever. Yeah. 
Yeah. But then they ruined it by doing it later on really badly. Uh, no, the thing is, they did the callback, but it's too wink, wink. It was too wink, wink. And they didn't even, they literally just said, hey, do you think he speaks Russian? And I'm like, no. If you'd actually done done it, if you'd actually spoken to him in, uh, in Russian and and said, shoot me, and actually spoke, like played it through, yeah. it was it was too, it was a throwaway callback. Yeah. And it was a shame. Um, kind of coming away from bits that annoyed us about it um, <laughs> and more to the actual filming of it. I don't personally have much to say on the cin- cinematography of it because apart from the actual like, choreography of the fight scenes and the action, I, none of it's placed to mind. But more on a soundtrack element of it, this is one of the first films for me in all of um, the film club that we've done where I've actually actively noticed the music because they... Sense. It's more of they made a point of showing you that there was music. Like at one point she puts headphones on and full on listens to it. It was more of this is a bit more stereotypical where you knew we were about to get an action scene because someone would say something and then music would kick in dramatically. Which is kind I of... I don't like it. It's kind of matrixy. Now I've... It's, it's wanting... It's calling back to other films. But yeah. all it's doing is making you think of films which are better. Yeah. It, like literally, he, he, the guy went, you shot Nicky. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Next snap. And it was. Do you think he speaks Russian? <laughs> it was unnecessary. I I, I, I like the initial bit where she put the headphones in her in her, in her ears. That's yeah. where, that where headphones go. And kind of got lost in the music. I liked that. Um, Again, but it, it did feel a bit in your face. Yeah. I but think that it, holds back to a film. I think Face Off does something similar. But that's kind of like, it, it's used differently. Yeah. Where I think, is it a child? They put the earphones or headphones onto a child. So all this killing and everything is happening around yeah. the child. But the child is hearing little kind of happy music or, you know, it, it doesn't tie. Don't know, just... I don't know about that, but I think they do it in Con Air as well. Oh. Because there, I'm there's the Buchemi scene where he, that he gets off and does a load of dodgy stuff. Uh, been quest- both. They think he, they think he's a predator, don't they, for the whole thing? Yeah. And then he's—I don't think he is actually, or if no, he I is, he's—I think he is. But then the way it goes down, it's quite interesting. Yeah. They definitely do something like that in Conair. I like Conair. It could be Conair. <laughs> it could be Face Off. It could also be both because it's a bit of a trope. Yeah, but it's again... basically the equivalent of doing anything that Groot does in any of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Play some music and do, Groot can do something funny in the background. Yeah. yeah. I just unfortunately. Whenever I think of something about this film, I then go to a film I like more. Yeah, that's the problem, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Um, and I will say, I don't recognise any of the projects that the director, Gina Prince, uh, Bythewood, has done. I've looked for did... her stuff. No, basically new to me. Um, Secret Life of Bees. Don't know what that is, but it sounds interesting. <laughs> Probably she about did, bees. She did like an episode of Cloak and Dagger, which I've not yeah. seen, but it's a Marvel. I also haven't seen it. Um, um, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't really recognise any any of the behind-the-scenes peoples from it. Um, and to be honest, I don't recognise a lot of the main cast. Obviously, Chuel, I know. Harry Melling, I know from Harry Potter. Schlich Theron. I don't I'm know. Actually, right. Harry Melling, he's doing all right for himself. This is like the third film I've seen with him like as an adult now. Yeah. But from my point of view, he was miscast. For me, personally. It was just, yeah, it was just a bit wrong, wasn't it? Yeah. It's a shame. Because I didn't hate the film. It just... No didn't sit perfect i will probably watch the sequel i will watch the sequel because the premise is enough to make me go i want to know what they do i kind of and i this is where when the sequel comes out mm. i will probably re-watch this one 
to understand it. Yeah. No, I thought this earlier about Avatar because I saw them <laughs> doing something about Avatar too, and I was like, it's been so long. I need to watch the doing first one. Four films. Yeah. I won't rewatch them all before the next one. Just just the first one to remind me what happened because I've only ever seen it twice. <laughs> yeah. I like um, Avatar. I like yeah. It. yeah, that's fair. But yeah, um, I I went into this film wanting to like it, thinking I would like it, and it's not that I, for all the moaning I've done about it, it's not that I outrightly didn't like it. No, it just did some tropes too much and some of them weren't good i was a little bored there were there were moments that i felt like i should care about what was happening more than i did yeah i was like oh and that was the problem and actually i tell you what yes i know we we found out i I was respective no not respective that's not the right word pretty early that she wasn't healing yeah and that's the thing is it felt like a wasted thing but for everyone else how Right, in Highlander, you know that they, they're they immortal, but they can be beheaded. Yeah. If these are immortal, so therefore, where's the jeopardy, really? Yeah. You I know? mean, they, I suppose they made the jeopardy not dying, the fact that capture was worse than dying. Yeah, but at the same yeah, time... Because they, they cemented that with um, Queen or Quinn being trapped in the Iron Maiden in the sea, which was yeah. does sound horrific. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Being drowning, coming back, drowning, coming back. Um, and then, obviously, the reality of following that with being in a cage is worse than death because you're just going to be... Especially when Harry was like, I will cut slices off of you for years to, to, to learn how you work, just to profit from you. It was like, oh, that's, that's horrible. That is a horrible sentence. But it... But yeah, you're right. Even with that, there there didn't feel like enough, en- enough jeopardy. It, I suppose, the reason they turned, they took her immortality away was to give her jeopardy. And the fact is, if she died at the end of this one and been dramatic, it would have been okay, maybe. Yeah. But she hasn't somehow. The immortal, no longer immortal, walked away from it. Yeah. After something which looked like it was going to kill her. Yeah. And she did. She was not on those antibiotics long enough for it to, to really do any benefit. I um, don't know. See, I don't know how I would play that in that. Right, because it tends to be that in these kind of films, like we see with with Booker, when you've got immortal characters, they tend to long for death. Yeah, I understand his wanting to die. It just yeah. the way it played wasn't right. It wasn't. It was for again. I have to go back to. If we had episodes of this playing out, getting to know the characters, uh, seeing their history, see, like yeah. how they how they all meet, episode by episode, getting used to them, and then something happening to one of them, yeah, then it's just like, well, oh, I actually now care about you. A, a, care a what TV happens. show, or even like a limited series, would yeah. have been better to give it time for it to slow burn because, as I said, they told you they could die, which took all the risk away. They then told you about all of Andy's past and like Quinn with the the, the I Maiden. They also told you about well, like Booker told Niall that his her whole family would grow old and die, and then you basically got a very quick flashback of his son begging yeah. him for powers. These are all things that needed to be focused on more to give them any form of oomph. Yeah, if it was a TV show and you'd spent a couple of episodes getting to know him, and then you saw an actual scene where his son 
who, who who he'd watched not grow up begged him to save him by giving him his powers and then he couldn't that would have that would have like cut you deep yeah it just that's the problem it didn't commit to anything i'm gonna bring up something which if you've not seen these it this is major spoiler right but these are also very old so if you've not seen it tough yeah right serenity the film serenity based yeah. on the tv series firefly if you went in only watching serenity i don't think wash's death would mean much no no but why it does is you've seen firefly and he's one of the coolest characters in it and he's yeah. the one you don't you've want to die behind it yeah. you can't expect people to care that you've killed a character off if you've given them no time to love the character yeah and that's what it felt. They're, it seemed very. I'm going to say used the word pedestrian. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's why when a TV show brings in a new character and then an episode later kills them, you're like, oh, I, yeah. it's almost like you brought them in to do that. It's canon fodder. Yeah. Um. I to be honest, I don't really have anything else to say about this film. No, let's wrap it up. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, we're going to move on to the rating here at the Manic Podcast. We don't rate this on a system of like te- one out of ten stars or out of a hundred, for example. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave this an eighty percent. On their tomato meter, <laughs> which is all right. We've had high ones, we've had low ones. Yeah, um, I get it because it's an interesting film. I can see how the technical side of it would have been good. Like the initial, sh- the, the, I know that the initial uh, fight scene where they all get shot and then come back was really complicated and took like a month to sh- to shoot because everyone rehearsed individually for it. And then when they got together and actually tried to choreograph it as a group, it didn't gel and they had to reshoot stuff. Um, but no, it just doesn't gel with me personally. But we don't rate it like that. We simply say, is this film a hit or is it a miss? A hit means, did we like it? Did we enjoy it? Would we tell other people about it? Do we think it has any rewatchability? General, all-round enjoyability. And a miss, direct opposite. So Tobias. The Old Guard. What do you think? A soft miss. Ah, yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the thing. It's hard because I, I agree. I'm going to give it a soft miss as well, which means it is, it is a soft manic miss. <laughs> yeah, we don't do that. We don't normally do soft. No. Misses. And what makes this weirder is I will watch the sequel. That's actually, you know what? I, I watch the sequel. I'll rewatch this one to watch the sequel and then reassess. Maybe I can't imagine I'm going to recommend it to anyone though. That's the problem, as you've pointed out already. There are other films that do bits of this film better yeah 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 so this is getting a soft manic miss which again i think is probably one of the first films to get that i think it is yeah yeah but let's move on from the old guard the old guard is now old news what are we gonna watch (laughs) next uh, okay then let me bring it up the thing is when i ask you this this isn't me asking you just for the people i genuinely don't know i I don't look into it (laughs) okay the initial scheduling right next time on the Manic Film Club, we will be watching Await Further Instructions. A family's tenth reunion turns terrifying when they get trapped in their home by an unknown force and sinister commands begin appearing on their TV. Starring Sam Gittings, Grant Masters, directed by Johnny Kevorkian. Sounds interesting, actually. It does. It's our, I believe it's our sci-fi one. Okay, I believe that's the sci-fi one. It Could does sound interesting. Sounds dark. Yes. Bit of yeah. a thriller. I like. Actually, hang on. Let me just have a look. Nineteen-minute film. Like it already. Nice, because this one was, <laughs> this was two hours four minutes. 
Yeah, and I felt, and I kind of felt it. It didn't need to be, considering that the things it, it, considering it didn't commit to anything enough to warrant the time. No, it's just like we're going to do this bit slowly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'm looking forward to the next one. It sounds like it could be up my street, to be honest. Yeah, I just googled the title, like uh, the 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 poster, just trying to get an image of it. Yeah, yeah, it looks interesting. It looks strange, which I like. Yeah, I might. Go out of my way to watch it at night. Yeah, I think it's that kind of... I mean, I've been watching most of it at night because that's when I get time on my own without the fam. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think it, yeah. it deserves oh. it. Okay. Yeah. Right, when this episode goes live, over on our Twitter account, Tobias will post a poll where you will get to vote whether you think this film is a hit or a miss. Now, obviously, that means you need to have watched the film. So if you've listened to this just to humour us, Thank you, I guess. But yeah. you will definitely enjoy these episodes more if you watch the episode, the film first. Or actually, because we've given you, or a if you already watched it, maybe. Yeah, but the no, thing is, if you haven't watched it and go in, we've given you some insight. You go so in you, knowing yeah, what to expect. It might change your opinion on it. Yeah, knowing what to expect. It might yeah. not be underwhelming. Now you just know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm sure there's some bits we forgot to mention, so there'll be some. We didn't, actually, we didn't actually cover that much, to be fair. No, but that's probably a good thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, although I think we cared more about this film than they did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> okay, so yeah, head over to our Twitter to vote on the poll, and our Twitter is at the Manic with two ends. Very, very important. Important. Um, now, also, the thing is, the Twitter is the second best place to keep up to date with all things Manic, but Tobias. Where's the best, best place? The place that's the best. I'm telling you, our OnlyFans. Ah, oh, that's true. Yeah. But you're probably, you're probably talking about the patron. <laughs> I am. I am. Because yeah. I thought I was the only person to access of our OnlyFans. Uh, you, you're our OnlyFans. I fan. am the, our OnlyFan. <laughs> yeah. Which is weird considering you're the one on it. <laughs> yeah, I know, you are. Your I really fan. enjoy it. I'm up subscriptions basically paying for itself because <laughs> I'm paying myself for it. It's nice. It's nice. Good for you. Uh, but yes, the the patron yeah. for a minimum a minimum of a one pound, uh, you can access our Discord community. Yeah, you can. can chat chat along to us. Yeah. Uh, maybe we'll play some games with you. Not weird games, Ooh, but like sort mind of. game. Yeah, I want to play a game. I play no, I like Among <laughs> Us. Maybe yeah. Among Us or something. Still involves dying though. <laughs> yeah, but not for real. No, well, uh, that's the next. Uh, that's top tier. <laughs> Normally, when we get new news, then we put it there first. Like, by the way, just just saying, they're making um, Thundercat film. Oh, 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 oh! I'm happy. I'm happy. That's fair. And it's not Michael Bay. I'm happier. So the Patreon is the best place to keep updated with everything. Yes. And the link to our Patreon as well as all of our social medias will be in the Linktree link down below in the description. Three of links. Woo! Exactly. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to like it, share it amongst your friends. And if you ha- this is the first episode you've listened to, pop out, listen to the rest of them. Maybe drop us a follow, a subscription, whatever thing you're on. It is muchly appreciated. It's yeah, appreciated please, muchly. But other than that, Tobias, yeah. I think we should probably say goodbye. Probably, but I'm not gonna. Okay then. Let's uh let's talk about economic politics. Bye. Stay safe everybody, and most importantly, stay manic. <laughs> <laughs>